0: Hello, and welcome to Women in Retail Talks, the podcast where C-suite executive women in the retail space share their stories of professional growth, leadership development, personal journeys, and so much more. I'm Melissa Campanelli, the co-founder of the Women in Retail Leadership Circle, which is a membership-based community of executive women at leading retailers and brands. Today, our podcast, Women in Retail Talks, is coming to you from our On the Road event in New York. And joining us today for this live discussion and fabulous conversation is Sean Outler, the chief diversity officer at Macy's and one of our 2023 top women in retail. So we're so excited to have you here.
1: Thank you. Thank I you. know she's been tough. I know. Looking glamorous. Oh, thank
0: you. Um, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about Sean before we get started. So, um, Sean's a Queens native. Anybody from here from Queens? Uh, Syracuse graduate. Um, She started her career as a buyer at Lord & Taylor, and you climbed to a divisional vice president role, but then you joined Macy's in 2009 um, where you were group vice president of multicultural merchandising and vendor development, and in 2011 you launched the workshop, workshop at Macy's, which I'm sure a lot of you know, which is an amazing vendor development program, and it's aimed at elevating the next generation of diverse merchants and vendors. Um, you then worked your way to Executive Vice President of Licensed Businesses, Pricing, and Multicultural Strategy. And in 2019, you were appointed Chief Diversity Officer, which I think you were one of the first people to hold that position in the retail industry. So that's so exciting. And since then, you've forged, I think, a bold blueprint for DEI in retail and fashion. So let's get started. Let's see. So since you were named Chief Diversity Officer in 2019, you've made a huge difference at the company. Can you just tell us some of the programs and initiatives that you spearheaded um, and to share them
1: with the audience? Yeah, well, thank you. And thanks, everyone, for inviting me. I appreciate that and looking forward to the conversation. Um, but to get back to your question, um, when I was asked to take on the role in 2018, our CEO today, Jeff Ginnett, um really made it a bold mission of his. And it was something that he said his legacy was going to be built on. So I took it seriously. Wow. And so I had spent 25 years in the business, and brought to the role a lot of, you know, business knowledge, um, not only about the business, but also, you know, understanding how to tap into the leaders and the different functions, because those are going to be the folks who are going to really bring all of the initiatives and strategy to life. Right. So I think that was like my secret sauce, if you will, mm-hmm. to developing the strategy. So in 2022, we. And my team and this, Nicole was on my team at the time. Hello, hi, Hi. (laughs) Um, we were really key players in developing our um, social purpose, Mission Everyone, which really is about investing $5 billion in people, partners, um, products. And programs to really, um, really create inclusivity for all. Right. So my team, in particular, now is really about leading the strategy related to uh, developing underrepresented businesses and thinking about bringing products to scale for our companies, as well as expanding our efforts with for our colleagues and our customers and our communities. So that's been really the kind of like the overarching um, strategy Mm -hmm. for us. Um, I would say in addition to that, some of the programs you mentioned, yeah. the workshop at Macy's, it's been over 10 and a half, 10, 10, almost 12 years in existence. It's expanded from a week and a half program to a month. We give away $250,000 in grants now, wow. and it really has expanded to a whole ecosystem of support and resources for underrepresented businesses. Uh, last year, we launched Spur Pathways, which is share purpose, unlimited reach, It's a dynamic investment fund, really geared towards providing resources and capital for underrepresented businesses. And when we developed the workshop, that was the one element we really kept in our mind in terms of what we could do later. Mm. Um, And so happy to say, 10 years later, we were able to pull that off. And it's a fund we expect to grow to $200 million, and Macy's has contributed 30 million to get us going. Wow, that's
0: amazing. I think we should give a hand to Macy's. I mean, it's amazing that, you know, that you made $5 billion, and and that's amazing that they put such, um, it's so so important for them to put, you know, to put that money towards it, so that's awesome. Um, The workshops at Macy's, I feel like I just kind of breezed over that a little bit. Can you kind of talk a little bit more about that? Like, what are some examples of some of the companies that you've you've worked with or brought on?
1: Yeah, so we worked with a number of companies, and we've trained over 200 we're about 220. We've launched a number of them. Um, God, I'm escaping me now in terms of some of the vendors, but Minky Blue. I don't know if you've seen that yes. TV show, but Minky Blue was one of our vendors. Um, we've had a number yeah. um, of them that really have gone through, and matriculated, and are doing really well. There's a shoe vendor, who I'm going to kick myself for not remember the name, but they actually are doing really well. But it really is about sourcing and providing resources for companies to grow, helping them understand how we as retailers operate and what's necessary. Not everyone's gonna work with Macy's and it's really about building a pipeline for the industry. So many companies have gone on to really do, be very successful. They're multi-million dollar companies. And so we're really proud of that. So that's yeah. the pipeline piece. The Spur Pathways piece is really about fostering growth. So our goal you know, and we talked about this yesterday, we had a diversity council meeting. And so as we think about the five year mark that we're at now with our strategy, what's the next phase it is talking we are talking about outcomes yeah. and impact and growth. So spur pathways is really going to be a fuel for us to create Vendors that are core to our business, not fringe to our business. Ah, oh, interesting. Today, you would say, you know, some of the vendors we do business with are, are fairly small in nature in comparison to some of the big guys that you know of, but we're talking about meaningful mm-hmm. players in our business that really address the, you know, shifting demographics and the different customers who are really gaining importance right. in our portfolio.
0: Wow. It's almost like a three-pronged approach. Started out with the workshops and the spur, and now here's the next Correct. step. That's amazing. Um, So I I always think it's so interesting to hear strong leaders talk about how they are able to get a lot of these initiatives off the ground, Mm -hmm. because I feel like that is so, you know, that's the key, right, is your team and getting everyone off the ground. And you did talk earlier about how that was part of your plan when you first joined. But what are some of the ways that you sort of geared up your team to take on these large initiatives? And maybe there's some, like, tips or best practices you can share.
1: Well, before I get to my team, I'll talk about what we needed to do to get the organization and our leadership aligned. Because, you know, in our bubble, we can't get nothing done, right? Right. So, (laughs) I mean, we really had to step back and, and really do some homework and get some data to understand you know, the customer and what we were doing, who we were serving. And so we looked at all our sales and where they were coming from. We looked at our leadership. We looked at our overall um, colleague base and said, there, you know, in order for us to be relevant in the future and to be innovative and grow, we needed to really reflect the diversity of the customers and the, one, the growing customers and ones that were meaningful to our portfolio that we saw potential, more potential with over time. So with that, we said we needed to, we were able to take that information, package it, and really go talk to our leadership about the opportunity. And we all aligned around some key things that really have helped us usher in some of the initiatives. It really is about reflecting at all levels of our leadership, the diversity of the customer Mm. who shops with us. We need their perspectives and point of view in order to make great decisions. We need to provide the products and services that best meet the needs of those customers right so we need products that we have to really go out and seek more underrepresented companies to help us do so we need our marketing to reflect those customers as well because they they need to be feel valued Mm -hmm. and respected by us and also we need to be in the communities doing the work and aligning ourselves with the organizations who create greater communities for all of us and where our customers shop so once we aligned on our values and we aligned on this focus on the customer and really creating more opportunities to really support them in their, in their lives, mm. that made all the difference for us. Yeah. But we started with the data. We yeah. needed the information.
0: Yeah, that is the key, I'm sure. Um, so in the past, um, and I'm going to shift gears a little bit. Yeah. Um, in the past, you spoke about the need for companies to make DEI efforts, and I'm talking more about DEI efforts for um, you know, internal employees, mm-hmm. um, transparent and quantifiable. So why do you feel like this is important, and how are you able to do this at Macy's, or how does Macy's
1: able to do this? Well, on a baseline, you know, and it's been said many times, but we can say it here, What measure, measure gets done, right? And so I, I talked about the information, the data that was necessary. And I would say millennials and Gen Z, we've seen the articles, we know the research. They're making decisions about where to shop and where to work where, you know, based on what companies are doing around social mm. um, issues as well as environmental topics. So that is really across the spectrum, though, in terms of our customers as well. They are looking at our website. They want to know what you're up to mm. um, and if your values align with theirs. So that's the baseline. I think, you know, I go back three, four years ago when we talked about, and really start to establish our strategy, we talked about three things. And it was about building awareness, um, education, awareness, and accountability. Mm -hmm. So we had to educate everyone about where we were, right? What we looked like and what the business opportunity was. We had to build awareness around what we believe we needed to do to advance in those areas. And that meant that we had to go help people understand all of that information, but help them, inspire them to think about how they could get engaged in the work and help us make progress. At the end, we had to hold them accountable. Right? So with that, we talked about the measurements, and all the KPIs that we establish. And it really isn't about really just looking at the reviews and putting on a performance review. It's really about checking in, seeing Mm -hmm. if you're making progress and holding people accountable to doing more, and also removing roadblocks where people are getting stuck. So last year, for the first time this year, actually, we published a DEI annual report that really showcases, highlights the entire journey, what we've been doing for the past five years, uh, where we are, and it gives you a glimpse into where we're headed. So I think sharing that publicly, internally and externally, is really critical for success. And you also align everyone around the goals and the objectives. Mm.
0: That's super interesting. Again, it's about being organized, having data, um, being able to make your point. Yes. Um, so another question that I have is, um, you know, I think allyship comes up a lot. Mm. Do you have any advice for people looking to be allies? For DEI?
1: Yeah, I was just talking about this the other day with my team, and you know, it was a word that was thrown around a lot beginning in yeah. 2020 when everyone said they wanted to help. And I think meaningful allyship comes at the intersection of really understanding and educating yourself on what are the deep concerns and issues for a particular community or people and really thinking about what you can do, how you can leverage your personal power or your brand to influence change. So questions to ask all of us is, have you done your homework? Mm. Do you really know about the deep concerns that are impacting this person on the community? Um, And what can you do? And some of that work can be seen or unseen, but what what are you capable of doing? What are you willing to do? And I think the last question that I would ask is, um is it for the short term? Right. Or for the long term? Because many folks decide to be allies, and I'm not sure if they're still allies today. Mm-hmm. So I think there's something about being consistent, being present, really understanding, learning, and really using your power to impact change, I think is really important.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I know I think there was a period where that word was thrown around, like you were saying, and I think you know, it's about longevity, just mm-hmm. like you were saying. Um, so, outside of Macy's, um, I know that you help people of color prepare for executive leadership roles through Black Retail Action Group. So, can you tell us a little bit about that, or, or uh,
1: Black? Yeah, is how yeah, yeah. Well, Nicole Coakley Dunlap is president, oh. right, She's in the audience. Um, listen uh nicole and i served as president you know i was past president with nicole for the past six years i would tell you it's probably one of the most un unkept secrets in the industry Um, organization that's been around for 50 years over 50 years really's mission is to educate and prepare professionals students and entrepreneurs for leadership in the industry people of color And um, we've partnered with a number of different organizations and besides Macy's and Bloomingdale's, but SACS and Chanel, Nueve, Burlington, to really, and we provide an internship program um, for a number of students. We give out scholarships and we offer um, executive development. So, we've given out over a million dollars in scholarships and wow. we have prepared through internship over 1,200 students. So, the impact is broad, the reach is tremendous, the purpose of the organization, quite honestly, today is still very important and relevant. Um, but it is, it's a real secret to GEM. So, really proud to be on the board. And I would say, you know, when I joined the board in 2001, it, it was for me a pivotal moment. I had just become a divisional at Lord and & Taylor and I didn't know anyone who looked like me at that level. So when I joined the board, it gave me incredible community that I was actually a little overwhelmed by. I remember going <laughs> to invite me to a cocktail party, you know, one of our kind of industry events. And I was taken aback. I'm like, who are these people? Right. But it was pivotal for me and some of my best friends and greatest. Um, allies in the business, Nicole being one of them, are still with me today. So I think it's just, like I said, an unkempt, it's a, just a real secret. And is there like a website or something? Um, um, Bragg.org. Bra, brag Thank you. <laughs> and it's men and women, right? It's Sorry. men and women? Yes.
0: And, and so job. most of the folks are they like do they start out in, in stores and then they move yeah. up or what? all are,
1: across the industry? Yeah. But most of you know we have the internship, which is really part of the entryway. But our members are professionals. The yeah. majority of our members are professionals.
0: That's amazing.
1: Um,
0: so let's let's jump ahead. Um, so DE and I is such a such a huge topic, obviously. But are there some key trends that you're focused on right now that you, that you feel comfortable talking about or that you're you know, really thinking about? There's so many topics out there. So I'm sure there's a few that you're focused on. There are a few. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, listen, it's an interesting time. I think we've all read the articles. We hear about the backlash. A lot of companies are being challenged about the strategies yeah. and what they're doing. You know, I would say not necessarily a trend, but what I'm thinking about, and where I think a lot of companies are, really examining their strategies and their work and what they're doing, and taking a deep, hard look and assessing whether or not it still aligns with who they are, their values, and what they what they want to achieve. So I would say for us, I'll speak for us, we we will continue. Um, you know, we believe we're on the right path, and we have decided we're going to double down and evolve yeah. our efforts. And right. what does that mean? We're going to continue to be intentional about our work but we're going to talk about it in a way that really is more uh, intentional and deliberate about focusing on the customer because that's why we're doing the work right making that very clear and evident we're going to be very clear about our values so we're going to stick to really thinking about maximizing diversity in our organization because we think it fuels innovation and it makes us relevant and i think relevancy is just incredibly important you cannot be relevant if you don't understand who the customer is and who we're trying to serve, um, and we're going to really continue to think through all aspects of our business. And so, it is about who's at the table, who's making decisions. It is about who's walking through our doors and how we treat them. It is about the products we offer, and it is about how we show up in marketing and in the community. So, we will continue to do that work, and it's an evolution. It really is. We, like I said, we had a meeting yesterday and we're talking about the future, but the soul, the heart and soul of our work and our strategy remains the same.
0: Good to hear. That's awesome. Um, So as a woman of power, at the level of corporate success that you've had, this is sort of jumping to leadership strategies. Okay. Um, you know, What are some tips or best practices you, you can share for you know senior level executives, maybe in the audience, or listening in um, to advance um, and remain refreshed in their career? It's, it's also interesting that you were able to move up within the company, which I feel like is a really interesting um, topic for a lot of our members.
1: Sort of some sort of strategies there would be great. Yeah, I love the question. Um, I would say, first and foremost, and I talk to my team about this all the time, you got to know your why. What is your personal vision and mission for yourself? You got to nail that Um, and really understand also what you can uniquely contribute and own that's yours that nobody can take from you. So what is that? And that's just your, you got to figure that out for yourself, what's in your head and what you're striving for. Um, So that's really important. And think about what impact you think you can make in the business, you alone, um, that's really important. And then how how do you figure out how to rally folks around that? Um, Next, you have to have a bigger vision and broader mission for yourself that goes beyond any specific role or function. What is it that you came to do, period, as a person? And I think that's really important. Mine is about advancing and maximizing opportunities for others. And I don't know if I knew this like five days ago, but it's come, it's come full <laughs> circle. Like some of the language is coming to me, right? And so I've been able to do that through culture and business. But I think helping people maximize their potential. And I, I go back to that 13-year-old person who I was, who really just always wanted to be a buyer because I couldn't find clothes that fit me. It's evolved from all of that to something else. So again, helping people really be their best, I think, is important. Um, in addition to that, how I've stayed refreshed yeah. is really taking on new opportunities, new ideas. Again, I just wanted to be a buyer. I could never have told you, not even five years ago, that I was going to be chief diversity officer. I mean, that just wasn't in my purview. Right. But I said yes to a lot of things. that I didn't know what they were and what it meant and what it was going to mean for me long term. But I had my um, my personal vision. And I knew you know things were going to change. I knew I was going to need to be flexible, and I was going to need to bend. But I knew I was never going to break Mm. if I said yes to the things that align to who I am Mm. at the core. And so um, last, I would say really think about your leadership style and continue to refine that and advocate for yourself. Advocate for yourself. Uh, Advocate for yourself. I can't say it enough. Because I know when you know I had there were pivotal moments for me when I had to do that, and listen, I didn't know what was on the other side, but i I leaned into that and i I'm grateful for it. But the leadership style, I think you know for me, it really is about um, I think I'm more I'm strategic in a sense, and I love to create a vision and a bold idea. but I am a macro manager mm. and by that I mean I really select great people to work for me who are whip smart who are effective in what they do who i trust and i empower to go think of their own unique way to deliver on their vision i don't need to be the person i don't need to own it Mm. i just need to help people as a consultant figure it out Mm. and stay in the right path and so you know, I've been able to do a lot of great things, I think, throughout my career, and a lot of different uh, roles and responsibilities. But really in all of that, I've seen a lot of people level up and get a lot of credit for stuff that they really deserve because they did the work. So um, as I reflect on that, um, I'm really really proud of that more than anything else that I've seen people grow and um, put there, as I tell my team, your brick in the building. That's the thing that people can't take from you. Like I put in the mortar, but they're the brick. They're oh, creating the bricks.
0: Like
1: and um, yeah, that's been rewarding. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, that is exciting to see people grow, you know, that you're, that were under your, your, that maybe you managed, and then to see yeah. them grow and move on. That's exciting. Um, so we only have a few more minutes. So I'm going to do some rapid fire questions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> which are always fun. Um, so right now, what is your
1: favorite app? Headway. What's that? Oh. So it's a, a app that has like little summaries of books, things oh. that, like, about. Do you guys know um... it? Oh, well, great. I'm glad I could help. Um, <laughs> but literally, you can either listen to it or read it. 15 minutes on, synopsis on different books. One, you know, it's anything from how do you manage your life to how you be, you're a better leader, but really gives you little tidbits and you you know it's interesting. I found little different things to weave in, kind of how I lead or right. how I. Let's think read for about time management. Because yeah. There's so many books out there. It's you a know, lot to read. So yeah. I think this helps me kind of get it in. Oh, I'm excited. So it's my learning journey once a day, 15 minutes.
0: Okay, I well, love it. Um, book you have read recently that resonated the most with
1: you? Um, Stay Sane in an Insane World by Greg Hardin. Similar theme hmm. to Headway.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Has anyone ever heard that one? I so hope everyone's taking down notes for you. The author this. really um, trained and worked with a lot of athletes. Oh, yeah. interesting. So just yeah. to get your mind right, get over fear, and work through things differently. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Okay, besides Macy's, obviously, a company whose um, DEI
1: work you you really admire? Hmm. Um, I don't know if I have a particular company in mind. I'm impressed by companies who uh, live their values unapologetically. Hmm. Love that. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. (laughs) Um and then lastly what is your favorite quote? Yep. Then I'll offer you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair.
0: <laughs> Shirley chisholm, yeah. Right? Yeah. Love it. Well, on that note, I think we're we're out of time but thank you so much. It's so great chatting
1: with you thank again you. Sean and
0: thanks everyone for listening and thanks to our LinkedIn live audience as well. So,
1: thank you. Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please go to womeninretail.com slash podcasts for show notes. Women in Retail Talks is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review our show. Lastly, if you're a female retail leader interested in joining our community at Women in Retail Leadership Circle, visit womeninretail.com slash apply. Thanks, and until next time, This has been Women in Retail Talks.